Small Market Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Small Market Podcast. You know, the Small Market Podcast, given what we're going through, is as big a market as you're going to get. This interview with Denny McLean. Well, I'm here with Hellfire Hoffman. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Brandsetter. You, uh... We're glad to do it. You yeah. guys, it was fun talking with you. We're back from break with our guest, Brett Lyons. See his scenarios where he was so obvious, even the umpire admitted the next day that he was wrong. Curveball collectible. Next time we thought, maybe we'd talk about PSA grading. You know, I love the new white Russian Wataki. This is Kodiak coming to you guys from the Small Market Podcast. The Small Market Podcast. Welcome to the Small Market Podcast with your, your host, Wataki and Hoffman. Uh, we've got our We've got an in-studio guest today, which I, I love when we have that. We've got Luke here. Luke, pronounce your last name before, in our drunken state, we butcher it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Pavlachik. Pavlachik. Sounds easy now, but in about 10 minutes, we're going to screw it up again. So we'll just call you Luke. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your your athletic history. Before you got here, this is how little I knew about you. I thought you were a football player. <laughs> and I met you the other day, and I'm like, that guy's not a football player. He does, he's, I mean, I'm fatter than that guy. Like, this guy is scrawny, and but you, you played track. You were yeah. you were in track. And stuff. I wanted to be a football player. Did yeah. you? Didn't get big enough, yeah. Did that you was, play in yeah, I wanted. Uh, no, I wanted to be Dre Bly. Oh, that's really? been cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's who I wanted to be. You wanted to be, a, like, a CB then? Yeah. That would have been really cool. Yeah, most I I've got a buddy that was uh, big in track and he was a CB, but he also played both ways and he was he was quick. He was yeah. super fast. What was I? I know we weren't gonna ask this, but what was your forty? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I didn't. Do you remember? I never played no. football. Did, but I did you? Like, they don't like time you for a forty in track or no, anything. No, 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 track. Track, we have our races, our actual events. This is how little I know yeah. about track, man. That's what I'm you saying. were just saying this you. before. You no know, nobody watches track. track. <laughs> nobody, nobody watches runs and stuff. I mean, they'll, they'll watch it if it's on TV for yeah. the you know, your friends or you. there's somebody you know that's that's going. Or the Olympics, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Olympics is really the only time like anybody in the country gives a rat's ass about track. Most right. of the sports in the Olympics itself, well, no one like, cares about. Well, hockey. I mean, hockey is like, you know, hockey and basketball, like your major sports are ones that get closer to your mic. And they're not even yeah, guaranteed to be in. Basketball hasn't been in for, goes in and out, doesn't it? Or am I mistaken? I guess I don't really know. Do they? For, wait, is, that ever, is, is basketball every four years? When did it start, I guess, is what I'm wondering. I want to say like 92, that 92 right. dream team <clears throat> for Olympics. You know, that's... Yeah. I, basketball might have been around before then, but at that time they allowed you to they allowed you to institute like the pros, and that's when America was like, well, hell yeah, oh, and they yeah, got in okay, everybody. That might have been when I we had. assembled like, okay, let's get Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, yeah, now you're you know. <laughs> yeah, as far as track and field goes, I mean, unless it's the Olympics, yeah, right. nobody's all watching it. But we had John because. We like some of the stories that, that you have and stuff. I mean, you led kind of a wild life. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, a little bit. You, you ran track. I actually ran track with you in high school at Central. Well, Tucky, you ran, ran track. Years. You Look at, the... We got the same build, man. <laughs> wow. Just, I'm not convinced. You're just wiry motherfuckers. <laughs> you know? Yeah, to keep it light and go yeah. far. Did you 
run against him in anything? Or? No, no. See, I was really bad. So I, they, what they do is they put the the worse you are in high school. Okay. This isn't like, you know, when you go, the worse you are, they're like, oh, you're not very fast. We'll put you in distance because maybe you can just not be very fast for long periods of time. Yeah. And, and I'm like, they do that to people. Like, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, exactly. I can do this. I can finish this race. Yeah, and so I ran sense. the mile and two mile. And Luke, you were running, what, the 800? Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, so you were short distance, a short distance guy then. Yeah, I started out, I don't know, I was always kind of faster. But I think I started out doing shorter events and then started rolling into longer events. I was really bad in high school up until like my junior year. Well, see, I think I graduated, I think I only ran with you for two years because I was a couple of grades ahead of you. and Yeah, I'd have been bad then. Yeah, you were, you were like, and I just remember then out of the blue, my brother's like, "Yeah, uh, we're watching Luke. He's gonna be competing for the Olympics." And this was like like ten years later, and I'm like, "Luke, like Luke Pavlachik, like your friend that you played soccer with and went to school with." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, he's qualifying for the Olympics." I was like, "In in track, yeah." It it just was it blew my mind. Yeah, so how that worked out? It was the every four years it's the Olympics, and then. Every two years, they have the world championships. So they have a championship every indoor season and out many indoor seasons and outdoor seasons. And that year, it was for a, make the world's team. Oh, so it was a world championship. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Which well. the only reason it's called the Olympics is because it is during the Olympics, but it's the same kind of meet on a world scale. Okay. It runs similarly. So like when. How did you all of a sudden get good between, like, sophomore and junior year? Like, what happened? Did you, like, more training? Like, a mindset thing? Well, sophomore year, I broke my arm in two places, so I didn't get to run that season. And then, I don't know, I just work hard sometimes. <laughs> so, what, well, what motivated you? What motivated you in your junior year? Uh, I'm motivated, man. I got no shortage of motivation. So you were motivated even in your freshman season. Like, year. if I'm doing something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as best as I can. Just put, like, all your energy towards it. Most of my energy. And then I just do it. So I just kind of, because my parents put me in a lot of different sports, and track's the one that I kind of excelled at because I didn't need to be too big and push yeah. people around all the other sports. I was getting basketball I just grab the ball I just take it right out of my hands I'm like oh crap <laughs> <laughs> yeah that track is kind of a you against yourself sort of thing yeah in a, in a lot of ways oh it's know? it's in a lot of ways it's all of it yeah well it's very mental too I mean it's extremely mental I, that's why I could I could never I did track for like maybe a season and I'm like this is too much running and too much just trying to keep up with your own head and get bored and then you're like i'm tired and you talk yourself into being tired and then yeah dude that's just, why i made sure i was with people when yeah. i had to go for runs so i'm just wasn't telling for, you like it was for mental safety more than yeah. physical safety like, like a loser's <laughs> mentality that's where i'm coming from yeah you know? dude you like, get tired quit track yeah yeah for sure yeah running can be boring yeah but running you can get all the thoughts out too <laughs> well that's true yeah pretty therapeutic type of thing oh yeah because you can just sit there and all the issues you have you can kind of work out in your head do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like when they say when you dream at night and stuff that's kind of your dreams are kind of your your mind's way of processing things that happen throughout the day you, oh, yeah. you kind of play that out 
while you're running. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, many many nights. You know, three a.m. I ain't going to sleep. Something's keeping me up. Devil, I don't know. Find <laughs> no me way. on the street. So did you have like a Going rough family runs. life or what? No, my family life was great. So what's not the, up at 3 not the devil or anything bad, dude? Anything that could happen on any given day, man. Well, I don't a really... lot of energy. It doesn't have to be something bad. It can be something good. Well, I mean, something magnificent. Yeah. I won a race the last night and it felt great. You know, so you're just this up. girl I like likes me too. Feel great and I'm not sleeping, so I'm just gonna go put that energy somewhere, maybe try to get myself to go to sleep <laughs> and then so what you'd go out for a run then at like 3 yeah. a.m yeah i remember one time with that u of m and i went for a run and i wake up it's like four in the morning i'm on the high jump pit it's just pouring on me <laughs> just pouring rain yeah i'm like oh shit i gotta go well so i guess an easy build up just to dive back to your what changed to get better yeah it's consistency I, I improved about four seconds every year from my junior year onward, and it was just because I kept working hard. There's a lot of people that I went to, like U of M or Michigan State, and they were just phenoms in high school, and they kept improving, and those were the people you see in the Olympics. And then there were people like me that went smaller schools because we weren't as phenomenal as those people, and, and I just kept improving year after year while other people would get injured or, or give up because of the negative thoughts. I just kept going and busting my butt. So you start to improve four seconds at, at a time, let's say. Was there any point where you were like, or your parents were like, hey, you're actually getting pretty freaking good at this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, where you're like, hey, this could well, it's, this could grow into something more than just uh, varsity track at high school in a high school level. Yeah, well, in our area of Michigan, or in based in the mid-Michigan area, I, there were some races in high school that I'd finish, and in college, too. Like, I'd finish and have time to, like, stop and turn around and watch people, like, turn the corner and finish. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're way back there. <laughs> and that's so, so you don't have to have necessarily the external, my parents or a coach, or but there's a lot of people that were encouraging of it. Mm-hmm. I saw the, the brilliance at times, and then you know, I got to see the non-brilliance every time, but <laughs> keep improving on those ones. <laughs> Did you go to college? Yeah, yeah, so Siena Heights was the, I went to the university. Okay. They were, uh, it's between that and Grand Valley, is what I was deciding at a yeah. high school, and the high school coach <clears throat> was had some connections, was helping me find those yeah. kind of opportunities. Well, I know Grand Valley kind of around that time that you were probably going to college was a pretty, pretty, you know, legit school as far as like, you know, championships, national championships in the league yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah, they, they seem to be a pretty good at decent amount of sports, so it was one of the reasons I wanted to go there. Yeah. At the time, Siena Heights had some pretty decent guys running faster than I was running in high school, so it was like, yeah. why don't I go there? When did you kind of fall out of love with track, or, or did you never fall out of love with the sport? Fall out of love. Well, because I... Or did you ever love it in the first place, or was it just something that you did because you knew you... Like, you got to the point where you're so good at it, you're like, now I just got to run with it. Well, Dude, we talked about routines before the show, and was it just me, a part of your... Let your... Me tell you about love for track. Running is boring. Winning feels great. But the workouts, winning comes 
couple of times a year, a few times a year. Yeah, work is often. put in every other day. Right, and right. The only reason I kept doing it is because of the people that you do it with. I mean, we were pushing each other, helping each other out, picking each other up off the track when days were tired, calling each other a pansy when we were being wusses and should have worked <laughs> harder, you know? Sure. In long runs, you got people to run with that can keep you out of your mind and you can jump in their mind for a while and hang out with them. Right. You yeah. know? And, and that, uh, that never gets old. But at some point, like, the track, I wasn't going to compete at that level. I could go back and, and run, and but what would I be running for? Right. I've seen how fast I can go. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to go beat that time. So i got to kind of shine my light forward because mm-hmm. there's more to life than, than running. Sure. At that well, time, running was life, though. You mean some people, that is their entire life. Uh, there's a lot of football players that that, that is their whole life is is – that football is that team sport yeah. that sport um, a lot of athletes in general yeah it's a it's a great environment to be around no yeah, it's absolutely. people that are just working for self-improvement mm-hmm. like that's great that's, that's good a to good be around. habit to have oh yeah and it's great to surround yourself with people that are trying to improve themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> was it devastating when you kind of realize like now nah, this isn't it for me i'm not a professional runner or did you or, or was it like a relief, like a, you know, a weight off your your back? Professional running is an interesting concept. I heard uh, my one of my running partners, Nick Willis. He he asked. He was trying to figure it out for himself, I think, because he was sponsored by companies making decent money, traveling the world to do it. Won the silver medal in the Olympics, so pretty talented dude. And he's trying to figure out what a professional athlete is. One time. Like, what is it? Is it we saying that you make money? Does that make you a professional athlete? Or, like, just being in the sport at the time? Like, does the bench warmer on the, the Pistons get to say they're a professional athlete? Like, if they don't get to play at all? Well, There's I think a, they do because they're under a contract with a professional team. Like, right. Well, like, for track, it's it's not the same as, like, one of the four major sports, let's say, because... You, you have know, to have a sponsorship. There's college, there's yeah. minor leagues. You yeah. You have scholarships. You make it to, like, there's 32 teams in this league, you know, whether it's basketball or whatever it is, there's an X amount of teams. If you play for one of those teams, that's considered the professional level. I don't know, track doesn't have that. Well, really they, they, do they, they sure do with shoe companies, just like the pros so, do, but there's no set teams. They're trying to figure that out, but... It's not easy because there's not as much interest. Right. That might be a way they're trying to garner interest is if they can create a professional league type of thing. They've been trying. Teams and yeah, and they've done it, and it's succeeded at a certain level, and I haven't, I haven't paid attention to it, and I was in the sport, so. Really? I mean, I also wasn't making any money and was working a lot, trying to, like, stabilize life post-college with tons and tons of student loans now were you sponsored did you end up getting sponsored by anybody like my level of sponsor was a track club with the coach that took care of me even though i couldn't do anything for him uh physical therapy place the same they just good people coach worked there too and uh power bar sent me like fifteen hundred dollars worth of power bars a year and Brooks, Brooks had the same deal that gave me like $1,500 worth of apparel every year. Brooks apparel? Wow. Yeah. They make running shoes and stuff? Yeah. Or is that, right. Yeah. 
so and then I've won a couple some money and prizes at races so whatever whatever that's considered of athlete <laughs> I would say like whatever what makes you a professional athlete in my definition and this is just my own opinion can you pay your electric bill or your mortgage? Yeah, nah, I ain't you doing know? that. <laughs> okay. Probably not being able to do that. I even if you're like Carl Lewis, I don't think he's doing. I don't yeah. think he was doing. There's that. a lot of runners that are doing that yeah. for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Right. He, well, he was one of those guys. You said you were running with that, that won belly. the silver medal. Was he yeah. getting paid enough to be able to pay yeah. his bills? Yeah. I'm pretty sure some of those runners are pulling in a few hundred thousand or more I, I have no idea but i mean i'm not i don't know what anyone that i was running was making running with was making but i, I got to imagine some of some them are making decent people i mean it wasn't like you're running with slow people yeah i mean if you're trying to but it's a marketing game world it's a marketing game nike mm -hmm. is a big market you're so if you're sponsored so by nike you might be making more you might be making yeah. less i don't really know like that was i wasn't ever i never got to be a part of that game i wish i was well, to, me, <laughs> to me it seems silly because like you're a handsome looking dude you know you'd be very marketable for sure well, sure you know, like, but you also then have to have the talent and and would the, you ha i mean you had that to an extent well, right you know you're pretty you were at, i didn't, at, I didn't run in the olympics what was the highest level you got to an outside chance of going to a world championship so essentially like uh wearing the u.s team jersey okay at a race would be great i didn't reach it but people that do they're making some level of money what stopped it for you that's what i want to get at what did what <sighs> his time move on i needed to make money it's poor for a long time yeah. <laughs> i remember you telling me you, when you first moved out to california that you were fucking living on a mountain yeah the top a of a mountain in a tent dude oh it was great to wake up in the shadow from the sun over the mountain and then i had a big ass mountain range in the back and you look to the other side and there's the ocean that was great and it was What's warm your... because it was santa barbara cal southern california like Give me some of that. Wow. But you're homeless. Like, you moved from Michigan, right? I mean, you were yeah, running well, for I Santa, needed to, and then you're running to, out there, but you just... I had, I had a job quasi lined up that I needed to go interview at and get the job, and then it was about finding affordable living. Which is hard to do in California. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> the, the thing I had lined up for that fell through, so went and bought a tent instead and a couple air mattresses and hung out what would get you out of that then i mean if that was so beautiful and that was that was nice i you know you're you're happy with that living in a tent kind of thing and yeah i mean you're also living off of power bars at that point <laughs> you're essentially homeless so I, there's not a whole lot of glamour there but it sounds like you're you're fundamentally happy oh yeah it's great right so what uh what struck you at that point where you're like no nah, this is i gotta do a little bit better than this or i gotta maybe go find a job or move back to cat move back to michigan well, and, and the window of opportunity was closing for me to achieve any more than what i accomplished the next step for me would be to give back in some way and i can do that when i'm 50 60 70. right so now it's about i gotta put that energy somewhere yeah like it doesn't go away like the track career ends and like i can keep putting it into the track and putting it into the track but it's not going to go anywhere but into the track mm -hmm. and there's more to life 
there's a lot out there. <laughs> so you just back to the variety thing. Yeah, so you yeah. just want to experience more. And... Well, I mean, I need to make money to pay my student loans, sustain a house. I mean, if you want a wife, kids, anything like that, like yeah, you can't raise them in a ten. As beautiful as the mountains are, yeah, right. Right. Up those, uh, you know, like you, the power bars. You want the right, creditors right. to stop calling you and. Live, live an easier life because it wasn't easy. <laughs> sure, I, I it was fun because I have fun doing just about anything. If I'm doing it, it's going to be kind of fun yeah. like this. This is great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun. You seem like a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. And with What's athletes, the alternative? <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen some athletes. With athletes, they're either they're like extremely positive and they can they can keep that up, or there's like a a polar opposite which is just they are dedicated or committed to stopping their life or ending it you know and you also talked about being manic before the show also and well, yeah. there are those highs and lows like i said like there's <laughs> i've met like grown men just in the fetal position on the couch just sobbing like oh, i don't want all this energy right right <laughs> i yeah. didn't ask for it well so you think that was like the ultimate battle with you is that you just had a lot of pent-up energy and it's it's the constant challenge was trying to find a way to release it yeah uh, maybe it's an interesting one like i've always had it so i just do stuff all the time always putting it into something okay. i feel like everybody has some level of energy just others more Right. Some like another. Well, driven. and I feel it more. It's not constant, right? Like when we first started our dialogue and you turned the mic on live, that I got fired up. Mm. Heart's all <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, right? When I stepped up to the track, you know, the line ready to go, like you better believe, like I was level 15 energy in me. Like, it's game time, man. Right. I was talking to my little sister. She's a phenomenal athlete and she could have been really good at track too and i asked her why she didn't do it and she's like you know the feeling you get when you step up to the line i don't like it no <laughs> and she went and played basketball she, i'm sure she got that feeling too but she was also really good at that and i mean she had a basketball in her hand for always <laughs> so so there's a level i think of comfort she probably had with basketball well, yeah, I would that you don't have in track. With, well, and you've got a team around as you, as, too. That's exactly yeah. what I say. There's Man. camaraderie. There's people maybe. that kind of burden that with you. So you know you maybe you have that feeling, but you know what the people might, like, if I had that feeling coming into this podcast, Hoffman's here to pick me up. Yeah. You know, when I stumble over shit. Is that there's a level of, thing, of so comfort to be there. Worried. You know, it's a level of comfort. Whereas when you're on that line, I ran track, and I didn't like that feeling either. I get them butterflies. Yeah. That's what I considered them. And yeah. I'm nervous, and you're sitting there, Runners take your mark, you get down, set, and then you're just waiting for that that seconds before the gun. You're just like, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. and then boom, and then and then once once it starts, you're going. And some people, but that probably 10, 15 seconds really ate at me. So enough to it. Some people don't those butterflies that and you call them, but you're by yourself though. Yeah, you have that team concept there. Well, that's life. <laughs> well, that is. I mean, well, that's that, a good that, way of looking at it too. <laughs> that's a really good analogy because. Um, I mean, I wrestled in junior high, and same sort of feeling. It's just you and one other, yeah. one other guy, you know, and that's that's it. And uh, tracks the same thing. It's you by yourself. You don't have yeah. any time, any team or safety net or anybody to fall back on. Yeah. If you're gonna, in, 
If you're going to get embarrassed, it's on you. If oh, your yeah. team is embarrassed, it's you that embarrassed you. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is a... But you, you, it sounds like you thrived on that kind of thing. Like, yeah. You enjoyed that adrenaline. Was that natural to enjoy that adrenaline? Or did you, like, train yourself to let... Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, my dad said a lot of times, like, when I was younger, growing up, and this could be part of what it is for sure, he's, uh, when you're... You know, down by one, and you're at the free throw line. Like, to win the game, you want to be there. Like, you want to be that guy. Like, you don't want to fear it. You want to be there. You, you want to be that. the one. Yeah. You want to be the one that gets the glory, man. <laughs> you do, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, that could be a fun don't, thing to embrace. Don't, don't fear it. Sure. Yeah. But like we were talking earlier, that same level of energy used for negative, you find yourself destroying buildings because you're angry, <laughs> rioting and looting in the street, and that's the yin and the yang of that energy. But you yeah. don't know how to channel it. No. To be productive. Yeah. Well, when you're putting it into sports, it's easy to channel it. When you're putting it into life, it's different element decisions aren't as easy like mine's win or lose <laughs> right and it's kind of a focused yeah. thing the blinders are there yeah you're, you're moving forward whereas and with life there's just yeah for me win or lose there's the always thing. booze you know <laughs> we're gonna party we're gonna celebrate someone's victory not mine <laughs> if it wasn't mine but someone won i feel bad for kind of for a lot of the the student athletes today college or high school right now that You've got this shutdown, this complete... There's no way to be competitive unless you organize it outside of your school or whatever. Could you imagine being in that position, Luke, where you you were were ready in your junior year. You're at your prime, you got all this energy, ready to go. Junior or senior year, high school, or even college. I wouldn't have worried about it. I would have had to put the energy somewhere else. You would just found a different way. I would have just found something else to put it into. That's that's yeah. constructive. I mean, that's pretty cool. You know. Like it, you can't hold on to that too tightly. At that it's age, gotta though, end were sometime. you as self-aware as you are now, though? I mean, you seem pretty self-aware. Right. I don't think right I now. was. I don't. Were you I then? think I'm a self-aware that that's what I did that helped me accomplish a lot of good things because I put all that energy into it. But I wasn't self-aware because I put a lot of energy into other things that weren't so good for me either. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone makes mistakes and does things they're not proud of, right? So Ooh, what were your insights? It was when I was, you know, worked up, fired up. Kind of the way I see it is there's, like, times, like, the Hulk. You got the Hulk and Bruce Banner, right? You're calm, and then you're you're got too much energy, and the Hulk takes over, and you're not really thinking straight you're making decisions that aren't in your best interest this is everyone when they get worked up and and anxious right and you give them jesus and maybe the hulk makes better decisions (laughs) it offers a little offers a little bit of levity at least yeah well that too all right we'll be right back Come on, staying in. Come on, staying. Go ahead. You just keep doing it and fade out. Can you do a fade out at Watucky? Welcome back to the Small Market Podcast. With your host, Watucky and Hoffman. We're here with our special in studio guest, Luke Pavlachek. Yes. 
Nailed nice. it. <laughs> yes. I got yeah. the first. I got the first name. You got the last name. Yeah. Oh, Christ, that's you. teamwork. <laughs> I feel exactly. like you really gave me the hard one though. Like, I got the short oh, end of yeah. the stick on that. I got the I got the biblical end of the stick on there that one. There you go. So. Oh, geez, I know we left that in the last section. Yeah, this is the first time. We did. We left that behind. Luke, I wanted to ask you. Where are some of the places you, you've lived at? Has it just been here in California, or have you been some some other areas of the country? Yeah, Michigan, Southern Michigan and California Okay, are the places that I lived. But through the course of my time being gone, I think I racked up like 32 different addresses. Wow. Holy Something, shit. It's like 28 or 32. It was a big number of different addresses and that's <laughs> different people that i lived with wow. like hardly any of them until now i live by myself so and i learned how to live with people <laughs> that's the course of like your your track career is that the the um track and business world okay all right yeah what do you like about the business world what's what mm-hmm. what parts of business is it that you that you're attracted to the money. The money. The money. <laughs> that money. Show me the no, money. There's so many different aspects of business. There's like sales. There's like administration. There's a lot of different. Yeah. Which, what gravitates you towards business? Where do you feel like you could make the most money in? Well, I don't know if I'm trying to make the most money. Let's say I like to work and, like I said, put my energy somewhere. So I do it at things that I understand. I understand sales and, and how yeah. to talk to people. So what's the uh, what's the worst ailment you ever had? Oh, Mental man. or physical? What was Dude, the I don't know thing? if any was worse than another. Mental or physical. Well was there anything that was like you're like I don't know that Dude, I the can ones, get to overcome this. Like you were saying earlier with the Rona man when my knee was hurt and it was in when it's the reason I left Michigan was like the, the, the catalyst. I was running a race in Ohio and I was doing my warm up and I slipped on some black ice and pulled my hamstring like right before the race. And <laughs> I was one tenth of a second off of qualifying for the US championships. And then I was off running for weeks trying to get whatever happened in my hamstring done fixed. Jeez, man. So that was that was physical and mental pain, like oh my you gosh. wouldn't believe. <laughs> wow, I can only imagine. One tenth of yeah. a second. Yeah, that, so that wow. was a bummer. That seems like a pretty laid back, like you know. Yeah. I'd be. I've had I'd, time to cope. <laughs> it's been years. <laughs> you, I feel like you adopted a lot of California when you went out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you picked up a lot of. A lot of sunshine, a lot of mountains, and, you know, <laughs> a lot of just chilling, man. Yeah. Just chilling. That's you're, like your opinion, man. Yeah, you're more, <laughs> you're more laid back than White Russian Wataki, you know, from a few though, episodes ago. I feel like the White Russians are definitely appropriate for, for I, having you here. <laughs> Absolutely. When you get all worked up about something, hmm. you're not thinking as clearly as when you're calm, so it's better just to try to be as calm as possible all the time. Yeah. In my opinion. That's what I try to do. Well. Yeah. Then I can think clearly. More focused. Is is mania, I don't want this to sound bad, is mania the only like mental issue or roadblock I that you've kind of... 
had to deal with? I wouldn't consider it a mental issue. No? No. It's... Everybody gets it. It's just what causes it. It's to different, different degrees, people, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. But when I'm worked up and fired up, I just go do something. Sure. I try to do something productive. Mm-hmm. And then when you do something productive, then good things happen. I don't know. That's just my philosophy at it. I don't, I don't see it as a mental illness. And the people that do, I, I understand why. But I see it more or less as a gift. Well, is it a no, societal absolutely. thing? Whereas a society, like you say, you use it for something productive. You're very self-aware of it. But people that aren't self, yeah, the people that don't people know it's aren't happening, self-aware and are doing something they're writing, destroying stuff. Well, I don't want to go down. Yeah, don't go but down. But if they're not, road. real quick on my point, then we'll get to some fun stuff. Whereas it's a society thing where they, where if you're not doing something productive with it then they call it a mental disorder because it's something that's destructive. <laughs> do, do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Whereas if you were always doing something productive with it, they probably wouldn't even consider anything. If yeah, they wouldn't know the thought, difference. my theory, I guess. And that's the difference between a sane person and a crazy person, maybe, in today's society. <laughs> yeah. are, you doing, are you doing something bad, or have you just not gotten caught doing something bad? <laughs> True. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Going hard in the paint, Hoffman. Going hard in the paint. Maybe it's, this is a bad time to ask. What's the worst thing I've ever done? Well, hang I don't necessarily we'll think, think, think yeah, worse or best. Let's it's pause. either It's let's either pause. negative or positive. So I had a track meet in Indiana. It was on a Saturday, and I went out with my friends on a Friday and found myself bouncing around from one party to the next. It's a smaller race. I didn't really care too much about the meet because no one really talented was going to be there for me to run against other than my solid class a teammates that i had so we pushed each other and uh so i really would have just got a better workout in if i just did a workout so i was just going to show up to the meet and if i was hungover i was hungover and partied until like 4 4 30 in the morning and slept through my alarm and missed the bus and I woke up, I don't know what time I woke up, I had like 13 missed calls and a bunch of text messages. <laughs> I called my coach up and I was like, hey coach, I slept through my alarm. He said, that? He said, I know what you were doing last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, maybe it's a good idea if I just go run a workout. And he's like, if you don't get to this meet, you're suspended for three meets. Oh I'm like, gosh. Wow. all right, coach, oh, my head hurt. Grabbed a glass of water, hopped in the car, and drove five hours to the track meet. Five hours? Wow. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it, was like, it was like four or five hours from where we were. Because I didn't have no money, so I couldn't take the highway. I had to take the back roads. <laughs> I couldn't get the toll, pay the tolls. Wow. So, <laughs> so it extended the distance of the Why the were drive. you five hours away from the meet? Why weren't you like sleeping in the same town that the meet was at? Well, we, uh, it was fairly close to me, so driving four hours isn't bad. Driving, it was probably three hours if I took the highway, and it's not a big drive to get out, relax, and go for a run. I don't want to do anything but drink after I've driven three to five hours. So, <laughs> there you go. So, that's, yeah. So, how did you do that day? Well, I got out of the, out of the truck, and... Went into the meet, and there was like 15, 20 minutes before my race started. 
Jeez. I had to go. I had to go get my bib number, like check in at the the table, and then I didn't really have time to do a warm up, so I just threw my spikes on and did a couple of strides, and uh, ran my eight hundred, broke the field house record, and qualified for the national championships. <laughs> leading the whole race. Sounds like wow. you should show up ten minutes before every time. <laughs> exactly. The energy was high then, man. That was jacked up. No warm up. Jeez. Then uh coach decided to make it hurt that day, so he signed me up for back to back to back races. So oh, wow. like twenty, twenty five minutes later I had the six hundred and I broke the field house record. I broke my school record. And I was ranked number one in the nation at the time. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? For college or for high school? College. Jeez. In the GLIAC or what? Oh, it was NAIA. So okay. it's like the NCAA. It was before the NCAA. Holy cow. So there's a lot of wow. like uh, Catholic universities and other type of universities yeah. that are in that kind of league. It's comparable to Division Two, I'd say. In, okay. In the NCAA, as far as times go in track, yeah, no other sport. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Siena Heights used to compete against Saginaw Valley back in the day, so oh, okay. Saginaw Valley used to be in the NAIA. Okay, yeah, before they but, were. Yeah, there's a lot of schools that were in there when they transferred over to the NCAA. So wouldn't Coach say you? Oh yeah, he homie wouldn't talk to me. He didn't. He didn't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> he was funny. He was well. He's busy too. He's a coach. He's just, I'm not the only athlete, right? right he's yeah. got a he's got a lot going on, and you know I pop over for my one moment after my race, and he's usually coaching me through it. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's no coaching at that point. The coaching, the coaching had already been done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into what you guys did yesterday, and I had to miss out on it. You oh, guys got to do. The like a uh, an NFL fantasy draft. Do yeah. you have your own team, or do you have a partner with you, or anything like that? I got my own team. Okay, yeah. I am unfortunately for Watucky, he has adopted me as a partner on his team. I'm just happy we got the quarterback I wanted, which is awesome. We got Lamar Jackson. Who'd you uh, get? There you go. Yeah. Who'd I get? You got Deshaun Ooh, Watson. Deshaun Watson. That's what you told me. Yeah. 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 Deshaun Watson. That's pretty cool. It's, have you ever? You, do you do a lot of like uh, fantasy NFL draft or no? I used to do it. Okay. It's like uh, well, I do it every year. I guess. I mean, back when I was running, it was easy. I had all the time in the world and all the brain energy to sure throw yeah. in there. And now, now that I got work that I need to put forty hours into the work instead of forty hours on the road. Like it's hobby. Yeah, yeah. It becomes yeah. it becomes less. I want to have the best team. More, I want to win, but I don't want to have to work too hard. <laughs> right. Understandable. Sounds, uh, sounds like how I view life. And that's why we're doing a local podcast. <laughs> that's, that's why, and so we present to you this podcast. We'll talk. You probably know better. How many? How many teams are in this league? There's twelve teams in the league. Twelve. Well, teams. he was the commissioner. Oh, I was oh actually. God. Yeah, I was for about. Oh shit, man! We've been doing it a while. I'd say almost, maybe almost ten years. 
There's 12 teams in the league, and we managed to get Lamar Jackson in the second round. Are you kidding me? I'm telling you, it's a PPR league. And <sighs> Wait, what's a PPR league? What points, is it? Points per reception. Oh, okay. And you can play with, with the flexes we have. We have two starting wide receivers, and then two other positions. One running back wide receiver flex, and one tight end running back wide receiver flex. Yeah. So Plus, you could also play two running backs, and then plus the flex position for running backs. That's up to seven positions between wide receivers and running backs, depending on how you do yeah. your combo. So quarterbacks, people are like, well, unless you got a guy like a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and arguably Deshaun Watson are the three guys that could put up high enough numbers to equal maybe a, a quarterback and a wide receiver, right, too, right. all within the same game, whereas everybody else is kind of on a level playing field. So if you're not taking one of those three in the first couple rounds, there's really no need to take a quarterback till later round in a PPR league with as many flexes as we have. Well, that's why I'm amazed that Theoretically, we, I'm, what I'm thinking. We, you're sure we nailed Lamar Jackson in the second round. I, well, that's insane. That's the the. I looked at it as there's so many receivers and running backs taken that if I were to take the next best of those two, they wouldn't make enough as many points per game as Lamar Jackson would. Right. And I was like, well, I'm going to take him because I know he's going to get a boatload of points, and then the next come back the next rounds, and I'll just get the best available for wide receivers and running backs. So I got a slew of wide receivers. You're but. thinking about it very logistically, which is like, I'm glad you did the drafting. Because my my first pick would be like Lamar Jackson, quarterback. Then That's if suicide. I if he wasn't available, I would have I would have picked a Sean Watson, actually. You know? So I yeah. snuck in the I sneak in the wide receiver running backs yeah, for you know, I, I know four him. or five rounds before I even think about quarterback is my first yeah. thought. You that's know? what I usually do. And I was like, man, I'm just gonna try something different and just go out with this guy and just yeah. and just see. But I did pick up like Jerry Judy and oh, I picked no. up KJ Hamler, a couple of rookies that both play are rookie wide receivers for Denver. I'm thinking if one of those guys pans out and he's mm-hmm. a stud I'll be okay. Yeah. If they both flop, I we could suck real bad this year. That's also. true. It's a long season of the Rona. You never know who's gonna. <laughs> That's You never know who's not gonna play. Who's gonna be quarantined? <laughs> you think of who else you picked up? You pick up any guys that you're like really proud of? Besides no, dude, I'm Sean? not all that excited about okay. my team. Oh, really? To be honest, right. you did. It's, you had last pick I, in the draft in the, like, yeah. in the first round. I mean, Jeez. it's a snake, so he's two back to back. But yeah, you kind of yeah. got hosed on the order. And he yeah. still came on the show. Yeah, Jeez. he didn't hate me that much for it. I didn't. I wasn't the commissioner this year. This year, I handed it off to Dude, my sister-in-law. I picked the so. king. Yeah. We did a we did a deck of cards of who goes first, and I got the king. I was like, I feel like the king should go first. <laughs> King should eat first, <laughs> then the queen. Oh, yeah. Well, this is getting cut. Ooh, from... <laughs> no, if they went so ace, they went ace too. <laughs> like, look, I don't like variety. I like, you know, just <laughs> routine. Routine. <laughs> routine tells me we're gonna go in numerical order. <laughs> upwards, not yes, downwards. Yes, exactly. That's fair. Well, That's Luke, all it was. <laughs> so I was really impressed the other day. Um, Andy had a graduation party that, oh, he'd been looking forward to all year long for, for his son. And you, you came out to it, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah. And, uh, glad to get an invite. Yeah. And the guys that were boasting the entire night about being the cornhole champions, 
the Bud Light Memorial Cup winning, you know, cup winning champions, <laughs> which is like you get guys like that at a party that take cornhole way too seriously. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I am I'm done with the I. Yeah. Who was that? That was probably Russ. That was Russ and and Steve, Steve I think. Yeah. yeah, which are super nice guys. Russ is part of Kira, you know, yeah. and they're fun um, to play with. Good guys, but. You became my hero because you and whoever your oh, partner yeah. were was at it, with. Was it you and Dan? It was me and Dan, yeah. 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 You and Dan kicked their asses. You guys beat them. You took, yeah. you know, and Russ had to cut. He walked through the whole party. He was like, yeah, we finally got beat. Yep, yeah. we finally got beat. <laughs> yep, yeah, we got beat. You made a point. And I was like, we'll beat you. Your brother and Luke. <laughs> he, so, uh, yeah. He beat me 21 0 earlier, my first game. Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, he's so, your first game, man. You, yeah. You gotta work the bugs out. Right? Yeah, I had to work them out a few games, different people. He beat me twice and wouldn't play a third time. I'm like, screw yeah. you, man. I am. No. Well, we're yeah. good. <laughs> I know when I've had my ass whipped yeah. enough. Exactly. Me and, me and Dan don't lose at games together. Well, yeah. Well, that <laughs> I don't was... know what it is. Like, we're like. He, he scores all the points, and I talk all the shit. <laughs> well, this is the law. That was my introduction to you. Is like, Andy goes, oh, by the way, remember Luke, who we've been talking about for weeks? Yeah, you trying know? to get you on. Trying yeah. to get him on the show. I want to introduce you to him before you take off. Yeah. And I was like, okay, where is he? And he's like, see the the blonde California guy over there? Yeah, I'd say he's um, got the California hair. Oh, yeah, there. by the way, he beat, he's the one that beat Russ, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's. Can we you do know, the podcast right now? You one know, of, one of my friend's moms came up to me and said, "You know, you're not gonna make a lot of friends if you keep whooping on people at parties." Damn. And dude, she's right, man. People don't like to lose. They don't. They do, well, no. especially those guys who are the Bud Light Memorial, yeah. you know, graduation party, cornhole champions. They were, they were you know. But is is Dan your brother? Or is that your cousin? Yeah, Dan's yeah, your brother. brother. So Dan is Wataki's brother, and he teamed up with Luke at, to be Bud Light Memorial Cup Invitational. Yeah, gra- <laughs> graduation party pro am. Yeah, champions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I play the game differently than people do, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, dude, I'm just trying to throw every bag is. Like, the game is to throw it in the hole, so I'm just kind of tweaking my game, trying to throw it in the hole. I'm not trying to win, necessarily, but... Every single toss trying is to, that. Yeah. Well, like, that's, that's the point. Yourself. Yeah, it's like one second that I'm thinking about my throw, and I'm doing the best I can. Like, I'm not thinking about... I mean, obviously, winning's great. Who doesn't want to win? But I'll switch over to my left hand, and then Dan will get mad at me. He's like, switch all back to your normal hand, you dummy. Wait a minute. What would possess you to just be like, throw with my left hand? Well, or, or are you good with your left? Because like, if I ever did anything with my left hand, like picked up this drink, I'd just dump it on yeah. the ground. Well, back in like, co- I don't switch hands. Back in college, I was winning so many games with my right hand, I would play with my left hand, and then my left hand got as good as my right hand, so then I started to throw it over my back. <laughs> That's the, that what? like defines you. That totally defines your competitive spirit. Well, it's because, the energy, like, dude. It's got to go somewhere. Right. I perfected this hand. Now let's perfect this hand. Now let's do something crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a lot like you just kind of alluded to it. Like track, that, she, that was your thing, you yeah. know? And now, same thing with cornhole. You're not really, you know, you don't have to beat up on anybody or touch anybody else. It's just you 
and well, hey, I got a, you're tossing. I got you know? a great story with that one. I was I was running a race at Saginaw Valley Indoor here back in it was like my junior year, and I was running the race and I was trying to qualify for the national championships and that was the point of going like that was winning for me is qualifying for the national championships yeah. and I got boxed in so on the last lap and I guess a boxing for the track people are. I can't push people out of my way. So there was literally a line on my outside, my right shoulder, and the track you turn left. So I had to fade back all the way to last place. And with like 150 to go, I just ran past everybody and kicked the whole entire field down. <laughs> and I won the race. And it was great. I had fun. Like, I was mad, though. And my family was coming up to me, and they got, and they got intercepted, or I got intercepted by my coach. And my family was right there. <laughs> He's just laying into me, telling me how much of an idiot I ran like. And, and I was running like a puss, like getting, like I should have ran smarter and not been afraid of taking the lead and all this other stuff, just like yelling me, yelling at me, like getting at me. And I wow. talked to my family after me. Like, I, I don't know why I was doing that. You won the race. <laughs> I was like, yeah. well, I'm not playing the same game as these people or everyone else is thinking like winning for me isn't necessarily the same perspective wise as it is for other people. I, I set my own goals for myself and I will attain my goals or I won't. That's how getting it, first place against a stranger is your goal for success. It's not bad. It's fun. That's a good goal. That's how it beat other people. Yeah, that's how it needs to be. That's I. I think that's why you're successful in so many things. Like I, kind of going back a little bit, like musician wise. I remember being in my first band and bringing my guitar player to like Guitar Center, and him listening to other guitar players just trying out guitars, and they're just wailing away on solos, and he gets super self conscious because he's like, "We're playing punk rock. We're playing three chords." Yeah. And he's like, I don't know how to play a solo. I I quit. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit playing music. Uh, like, compare you yourself to about, yesterday, you. Compare exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That that's a t-shirt idea right now. Don't compare yourself to other people. That's dangerous. Compare yourself. You better not go trade. Yeah, okay, go <laughs> take it. It's yours. Compare yourself <laughs> to yesterday, you. Not compare yeah. yourself to other people. Oh yeah. You know. I mean, that's harder to do in in maybe some other competitive sports, but. If you think about sports or can you know anything competitive in those terms, that's that's hugely advantageous, you know. Yeah, that's gigantic, you, you know. Before I go, this will be my last story. Okay, I, you tell as many stories as you want. Well, I, I can you, you I can come back here. and share some you stories do. too. Please do. Yeah, but I got my dog I, to I go pick it. me up. No, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So we can lead this up to the national championships. It's, it's uh it was on my mind when I was getting the baton, but I was running the relay four by eight, so four people run eight hundred meters, and I was hanging out with the guy that was gonna anchor my buddy, good dude, Terry, love that guy. He uh, I was hanging out with him before the race, and he was all worked up. He was all in his head. It's like I can't do this. He's just, he's just getting worked up i think he took like three showers <laughs> like just like disappearing and stuff he was nervous man and like i was telling you like if you're there you gotta want to be there like my dad had taught me yeah you know and and this guy didn't 
didn't necessarily have it in that moment. And I kept trying to get him to snap into it. So I went up to my coach and I'm like, dude, I got to be the anchor. And he's like, no, you're just a sophomore. He's like, Terry's a senior, let him have it. Like, he's a good dude, he's been working his whole career for it. I'm just thinking like, dude, you didn't see what I saw a few hours ago, man's in his head. Like, you gotta want it to get it. And in the race, I got the baton, we were in like seventh place. And on the final stretch, I was the third leg, so he's the anchor, the fourth guy, so the last one to go. And I passed most of the guys and handed it off to him in second place. And uh, so he's in second place going to the finish, last leg, and immediately on that turn, the whole entire field passed him. And uh, we ended up giving seventh place, and top six are all American. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was bummed out. That, that would There's be rough. A, yeah. That would be rough. And I went and partied with that guy that night because yeah. I knew he was bummed out about it and I wanted to hang out and he's such a good dude. Yeah. And he just was so bummed out that he let us all down. That's all he could uh, think about. He just loved that guy mm-hmm. to death. But he was so in his head there was nothing you could do. And he about never it. got out of it the whole yeah. night to the point it was like two thirty in the morning and I like to do is on those is just walk around hotel rooms or dorm rooms and see yeah. who's making noise and I'll just pop in and meet some new people. Yeah. So I heard some noise going on and knocked on the door and it was Black Hill State, a different university that was competing and we rolled in and they were packing up to go to bed and yeah. hit the and hit the uh, flight the next morning. And this guy was just so in his head, he told me to punch him in the face probably. <sighs> Oh, so many times. I deserve it, man. Just hit me. He was just looking for the pain because imagine that guy's got the energy to it. Yeah. It's like you put it into yourself. Some people put it pain, but he said that at, in the hotel room with this other team, and this girl stood up, and she's like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, I deserve it, and he doesn't know what he's saying. He's smashed out of his and mind girls and just, girls pull no punches there well, oh she pulled her punch yeah. she didn't hit him hard as she oh. could she she came oh man she probably hit him like 20 percent, 30 percent power really she, she was oh but it was square dude i was terrified he he hit the floor he bounced off the back wall and just crumbled to the floor she just came <sighs> from like probably one foot punch like from her shoulder forward you know what uh, that's a very man jack him that's a very very that that's a good woman right there to kind of like hold it hold back turned out she i think she won the national championships and like shot put that that year oh she could have she could have oh yeah she could have killed the man yeah he's 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 six foot tall and oh. probably weighed 150 pounds. No, she like... could have murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, man dash in hotel room. Exactly. So, from girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean... From, from Nash, National Champions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, the next year in indoor, same thing happened. My guy in third, and I was the anchor that year. He was in third. He's... He got the baton and he's coming down the home stretch in second place, right behind first. And I'm having like flashbacks of this guy, like, <laughs> oh no, like all like I all of a sudden disappeared into like I don't know, like I felt nothing. Like I got the baton, 
and I just kind of sat on the guy in front of me. Mm-hmm. It was almost like I was numb that whole entire race. I could hardly feel anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that race was great too. Go around the backstretch following the guy that was in first place and his whole team was there because they were going to win the team national championship that year with Oklahoma Baptist University. And uh, their whole team was chanting, I'll be you, I'll be you, just like ready to go. And uh, on the last lap, the guy made a little move mm-hmm. to try to to try to pull a gap away from me, and he did for about two steps, and then he settled back in, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's toast." <laughs> <laughs> and as we passed his team on the back stretch, I was just kind of looking up at them. All I wanted to do is smile because they had no idea what I knew. Mm-hmm. That guy didn't have another gear. <laughs> he ran out of them <laughs> he tried to put it in and then he downshifted back <laughs> man that's amazing uh, nice um, Luke, best we, moment there though you, I finished that race man and my team came up to me it's just hug shared by men dude yeah. and we just put in so much work mm-hmm. worked with each other just pain in the chest stomachs just injuries just uh, work. Then it all came to fruition. It's good to win. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of feeling that you don't get from the Cornhole Memorial Graduation well, Day Championship well, maybe, of all time. Maybe some people do. Sixth maybe, annual. I don't know. Maybe the people that put the kind of work I did into the track feel that way about the other activities they do. About cornhole or bowling or yeah, what? You're right. right. No, you're right. Yeah. They, they get that... that they might have that pain or whatever. You well, know? I mean, they might put that work in. They yeah. put the work in, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it feels and they're trying. Amazing. They're trying to do the best they can do at it. And yeah. Yeah, it's a great way of putting it. Luke, I've loved having you on tonight. This is awesome. You've told yeah, some really cool fun. stories. I want to have you on again if if yeah. you're comfortable, ha- you know, coming on again sometime. Thanks a lot, Luke. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate uh, the time. This is um. This concludes what episode thirty. This nice. is episode thirty. Yeah, episode thirty. Yeah, it's one of my lucky yeah. numbers. Yeah. Well done. Episode thirty. This week's episode of the Small Market Podcast. With your host Kentucky and Hoffman. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in. You've been listening to the Small Market Podcast. Like and comment. Interact with us on Facebook at the Small Market Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or. Email us at smallmarketpodcast at gmail.com. Music for Small Market Podcast was provided by the band Pure.